This is Boundless, and I'm Ed Blonsky. Everyone has a need, and I'm glad to share with you the one thing that can meet every single need. It is the love of Jesus Christ. On today's show, you will hear a message of love and hope, the very same love and hope that will meet all needs. The messages on Boundless have recently been given at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. If you happen to be in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit at www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. Now, here's today's message. Thanks for listening. There was an early season blizzard that hit the Rockies, and the Red Cross had gone out with their helicopter to bring supplies to those who were up in the mountains and could not get out and were stuck in their cabins in their homes up buried under all that snow. As they were making their way back to base, they noticed smoke coming up out of a chimney and a half-buried log cabin, but the trees were so thick around the house that they could not land nearby, so they landed about a mile away and trudged through waist-deep snow with the emergency supplies on their back to go to the house. And they made it to the house, they knock on the door, and an elderly woman opens the door and says, Ma'am, we're here from the Red Cross. And she said, Well, it's been a very hard year, Sonny. I don't think we have anything we can give you this year. That's the way we think. That is our mindset today, isn't it? That we always think somebody wants something from us. That phone call from that unknown name and unknown number or that email that pops up, or the knock on our door during the football game on Sunday afternoon. Somebody's looking for a handout somewhere. That's just the way we think. And so when the church comes to its time of the year, when we start to talk about stewardship, what's the first thought in so many people's minds? Stewardship equals, they're going to ask me to give money. Well, I want to turn that on its head this year and talk about it from this perspective. Stewardship, not what you give to God, but what God gives to you. This year our theme is Stewards Transformed, and we are going to look at three different ways that we are, we as stewards, as God's stewards of God's gifts, are transformed by His grace tonight, next week by faith, and then we'll wrap all this up the weekend before Thanksgiving, Stewards transformed by love. Stewards transformed by grace. It's not something that we are used to dealing with in our, well, the way we come into this world. We come into this world, as most of you know, you've heard it and from this pulpit many times over the last years. We come into this world as sinful human beings. We come into this world as corrupted sinners in need of a Savior, but our first inkling is to turn away and not turn to God. In fact, the original sin that's been passed on to us by our original ancestors, Adam and Eve, is one of independence. We don't think we need anyone else, so we don't want even God. We are all on our own. 
And as it has been said by many people in our own country these last few decades, we are known in this country as rugged individualists. We don't need anybody's help. We can do it all on our own. And that's the way we come into this world. We don't even need God, and so we turn our backs on him as well. Now, this has led us into a life that is very predictable. For example, men, when they are driving, don't want to hear anything about directions. We don't need directions to where we go. We know how to get there. We've been going there all our lives. And when you ask us how to get someplace, well, that can be less than helpful because we don't, we don't acknowledge that there are directions to places. Oh, you just go down this road to the old farmhouse that was green. It's not there anymore. It's been torn down and now there's a Dairy Queen there. But you go there and then turn left in this way and that. And if we get lost, we don't care. We will drive until we find it. And we don't, also don't have any need for directions to build things either. As we had in our house recently from Ikea, we didn't need directions, so we had to take what we had bought at Ikea back to Ikea to get the new ones because we broke the first ones and we decided it was time to read the directions. But that's the way we are as human beings. We go way beyond, though, this cliche of men not asking for directions. We get to this point in our own lives where if something isn't working in our life and we can't fix it, we'll just let it burn. We don't care. We're just going to move on, and we're just going to let whatever is broken in our lives to lie. It could be our marriages. It could be our financial situations. If we can't fix it, if we can't do anything about it, our natural inclination is just to let it die, to let it go, and to move on to something else. That marriage, it's over. I don't want, I'm not going to fix it. I can't fix it. I'm going to move on to something else. If it's a financial situation, I'll just declare bankruptcy and I'll start all over again. I hope you're enjoying today's message on Boundless from St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods. For more, you can go to our website, www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. You can also support our ministry and access more online content of Boundless Hope. And if you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. Now, back to today's message. We refuse the help because that's our natural inclination as sinful human beings. And this leads us in the church then as people who know God to refuse God's help. And when we refuse God's help, that leads to death. It could be a death of a relationship. It could be death of a family. It certainly leads to death of a soul. And I'm wondering if we would actually do any of this if we really knew what God wants to give to us. If we really knew what it is that God's grace can do for us. So let's talk about, from first, let's, let's at least establish what is grace. In our adult discipleship classes, we teach that grace is an acronym, G-R-A-C-E. And if you were using the devotions that we provided for you this week, for our stewardship emphasis, we got a booklet for three weeks of devotions. It even talked about it in there. Grace, G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense, or as I like to put it, 
The ultimate riches of God is his redemption, God's redemption at Christ's expense. God is giving us, through grace, the forgiveness of our sins and transforming our lives and giving us salvation right now. God is giving us his grace through Jesus Christ. Paul talks about it in the epistle lesson from 2 Corinthians. How Christ, who was rich, rich beyond imagination in heaven, as the creator of all things, as the king of the universe, became poor for our sake. And when he became poor, we then became rich. Because he was born to be our substitute, lived perfectly to be our righteousness by faith. He took our sins away through his death on the cross and gave us his righteousness, his holiness. We now become rich. Rich in God's eyes. God gives all this to us. The forgiveness of our sins by grace alone. That was the theme of last week here at St. Matthew and in many churches around the world on Reformation Day. That we are saved by grace alone through faith alone. It is a gift given to us by God alone. It is not through anything that we do. God is giving us his grace. And he is transforming us. As he created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, he creates all of us to be stewards, to be caretakers of this creation. And so God is going to transform our stewardship of his creation through his grace. Now this isn't about giving money. This is about God giving us his grace, and the effect will be not that we have to give, but that we want to give. Again, that's what the 2 Corinthians passage is all about. Paul tells the story to the Corinthians about the Macedonians. Paul was in Macedonia, a very impoverished part of the world at that time, and he shared with them the gospel of Jesus, how Jesus was born and lived perfectly, and died on the cross to forgive their sins, and rose from the grave, and ascended into heaven, and now has entrusted the church that started in Jerusalem, and is now going out into the world to tell other people this good news, this gospel. God gave them grace through Paul's message of the gospel. And the Macedonians, who were poor, then heard about other people who were in need especially the home church back in Jerusalem, going through a famine. They were in want. They were in need. And so they said, what can we do? We want to give. We don't have much, but what we have, we will give to them so that they will have. They wanted to give. God gave them grace, and they responded by giving to the mother church in need. So when we ask, as the leadership of St. Matthew, when we ask you to give, we ask you to give your tithes and offerings each week. For what? To meet the budget, to pay for the different things that we do here in our early childhood center and in our various ministries around our benevolence fund and working with the cool food pantry, all of that. What are we asking you to actually do? We are asking you to give in response to what God has already given to you. This isn't a way for you to get more from God. It's not a transaction. It's a response to the grace that God has given to you. So be assured that not everybody gives the same amount because you are all given different types and amounts of the gifts that God is giving through grace. 
Some give 500, some give 1,000, some give 5,000, right? It's all different because you have different things given. It's always in proportion to the grace that God has given to you, but it's a different amount. So the money can be different, the time that you have can be different, the talents that you use, those gifts, those passions, those, those characteristics that you have from God to be used, they can be different. That's what we're talking about. When you are transformed by grace, you will use these so that others may know this good news, this gospel of Jesus. I want to close this with a story from World War II. It happens to be a namesake of mine, Ed, at this time of year was heading off to Europe in 1944. He had a newborn son at home, born in June of that year, which is why he missed out on D-Day. He was in the army, but he was home for the birth of his child, and now he was sent over to Europe. And very soon he would be sent to Belgium, where he would spend Christmas and the New Year there. And if you remember your history, and if you've seen Band of Brothers, you know there's a whole episode or two about this. It got cold, and it got snowy in Belgium. And Ed went through all of that. And he prayed to God, if you get me through this, I know it will be by your grace alone. And it was. And he did. He did get frostbite in his feet. Earned him a purple heart. And when he came home, he was transformed by that experience in several different ways. Came back to Chicago, where, where he lived on the south side. It did get snowy in the wintertime, but he didn't care. It was never going to be as bad as Bastogne was in Christmas of 44. He was a letter carrier. He wanted to serve, and he did that until he retired in the late 70s. Bad feet and all, he walked the streets of his hometown, serving other people. He was transformed by God's grace. One of the other things that transformed him, transformed him, however, was he hated the song White Christmas, and that's something that I can appreciate spending that Christmas that he did in 1944, but he loved that Christmas time, and he shared that with his family, and he shared that service with his neighborhood he was transformed by the grace of God that got him through that, that war and brought him back home. You will be transformed by God's grace. God's grace given to you of forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. So let us be transformed this week by grace, and next week talk about being transformed by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message on Boundless. I hope that today's message brought you the love and hope that will meet your need. I'm the pastor at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Wood, Illinois. And at St. Matthew, we see that there is boundless need all around us that can be met with the boundless love of Jesus so we can all live with boundless hope. For more, go to our website, www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. There you will find more content and resources that will give you the boundless love of Jesus. If you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. In the meantime, find us on Instagram at St. Matthew Hawthorne Woods. There is no E in Hawthorne, by the way. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube. 
Thanks for listening to Boundless. Remember, the answer to all need is Jesus, who is love and brings hope.